Hi, and welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. I'm Vinny, and today Melissa and I will be talking with Jody Schillinger and Molly Nysis about how to develop your brand's voice on social media. Jody and Molly, two of the bright minds at supplier Maple Ridge Farms, have a lot of practical experience in both the industry and with social media. We also answer this question, what do you miss most about being locked down during the pandemic? This is one podcast you don't want to miss. Jody, Molly, welcome to the show. Hey, Vincent. Thanks for having us. How are things going in Wisconsin? Well, it's actually fall like weather this week, so it's rather beautiful. Fall's our favorite season for the most part when you're living in Wisconsin because it is one of the most beautiful, but last week we were in the 90s. Today, it was 55 degrees when I rolled into work. Wow. Mm -hmm. We're about to get hit by a hurricane, so... That's what we got going on on the East Coast. (laughs) So today we're talking about um, building the right brand voice for your social media. So let's get right down to the questions. So for those who don't know, can you give us a quick definition of what a brand voice is and how you created that voice for your social media? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, our belief is that your brand voice is how your brand communicates online every time you talk write, correspond, respond, engage with, or reply with someone, you're using that brand voice that helps to be consistent on your platforms. In essence, it's really like your culture and how you roll. Yeah, we totally created our brand voice to essentially be an extension of our company personality, our core values. You know, if you chat with any of us online or meet us at a show, we want you to have the same experience that you would if you're following something on social media. You know, we're a pretty friendly bunch. We like to have fun, keep it casual. Um, We love collaborating um, with our promo fam and just like, you know, just love to make people smile with our delicious gourmet treats. Since people can't really taste our goodies through social media, it's all about sharing the images and the stories. That being said, um, it sounds like you guys have protocols for how you handle social media on each channel. what kind of protocols do you have in place to make sure your brand voice is consistent and who manages your social media predominantly? Great questions. We're going to break it up into two parts here. So we try to keep our core values in mind. So we approach each platform with its own strategy, its own voice and content and ideas. So there may be some ideas that work on multiple platforms, but each platform has its own strengths and weaknesses and that unique audience. Someone may only be connected with us on LinkedIn or Instagram, so we wanna make sure that we deliver that best possible experience for them, not a rehash of what they've already seen on another platform. And Molly will get into the details of how we do that. Yeah, so for instance, on LinkedIn, we wanna give our distributor partners the tools that they need to showcase their gourmet food gift capabilities to their clients and buyers, a lot of which are on that platform along with them. Um, So we try to showcase our team professional accomplishments within the community as well, because they love to see the company culture of who they're doing business with. Whereas Instagram, you know, it's a great platform to share your stories and engage with our communities. You know, we can use the captions to really showcase solutions and ideas for our distributors that they can share. And it's a great look behind the scenes at life at Maple Ridge Farms and to even explore our company's history Um, Instagram is a really fun way to take advantage of so many different ways to engage. 
you know, they have the stories, they have stickers. We get to share other user generated content um, with our followers um, and from other people within our industry. It's always a great way to connect with the promo family as an industry across Instagram. Whereas on Twitter, you got to keep it a little bit more casual. You're a little bit, you know, you have a shorter platform to have like micro conversations, so to speak. Right. But right. it's a really good way to be able to answer quick questions. Um, it's a great way to discover both our customers and for them to discover us. And, you know, anytime you get to share our content and share industry content is a great bonus. Um, and Facebook, Facebook's always going to be a strong one and it's a great way to keep things light. Um, again, showcasing solutions for our customers. If we can give them the solutions before they even realize that there's a question out there, um, it's just a really great way to be able to connect. And then you get to share, you know, insight. Again, it comes right back to company culture. We get to show, you know, peek behind the curtain and a look behind the scenes at Maple Ridge Farms at some of the fun stuff that we get to do, like the different holidays, um, spotlighting different team members. And all of that is from like a company aspect. But we also let our team members in on the action. We love to encourage our team members um, everywhere from the front offices all the way through the back to join social media where they're comfortable and to really share their experiences and their voices from Maple Ridge Farms. So um, I have a quick question. I love that you guys uh, really devote time to each specific network. Um, too often I see people who um, they use the same messaging on all the networks and, and we, we as a company ASI, we try to, we try to make sure each, each platform is different. Um, for Twitter, I'm the voice. I, I speak from the first person. Um, LinkedIn's a little more buttoned up. We try to, you know, help our customers, um, you know, with, you know, give them the tools and resources to not only succeed in the industry, but also to succeed on LinkedIn. Uh, so we actually, you know, we dedicate our resources to each platform. So, so that's kind of what you guys do. You guys don't do the same messaging on the same platforms, correct? Correct. And um, who manages your, all your social media? Is it a team effort? So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a super question. I, I, when you're looking at overall goal and vision, we have a strategy and that takes an entire sales team and our social media coordinator. So Nikki Jane manages our overall social media presence and company accounts so that we have that consistent present in those social spaces that Molly broke down. That allows our other team members to jump in whenever they want. So, and regarding our team members, we hire really good people and ask them to use common sense. Would your mom like this post? Uh, we don't want to put restrictions and constraints on people because we want them to have their voice in branding themselves as well. So there's a twofold effort there that it's very important that our sales team has their own brand as they are also co-branding Maple Ridge. Uh, we really want them to be able to share their experience using their own voice. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So back in 2019, nobody could have predicted what 2020 had in store for us. I mean, obviously, if you told me a year ago that, oh, we were going to be in the throes of the pandemic in 2020, I would have said you were crazy. Um, but here we are, you know, smack dab in a pandemic. What, what changes, if any, have you guys had to make to your brand voice to make sure that it remains relatable and it's not tone deaf? Our social team was really always good about staying connected. What we learned through COVID was that this promo fam 
as Molly continues to coin, is that they just want to stay connected. If you're not connected, you need to do it now. People want relationships, comfort, and joy more now than ever. Our relationships and our visibility are really what's most important. Again, not just for our social presence of Maple Ridge, but as, as salespeople making those connections. For sure. We're out there with our audiences. You know, we're in the same boat. Everybody's kind of in this craziness together. So we just want to let them know that we're in there with them and we're here to help them in any way we can, whether that's sharing relevant information, you know, to things that are going on at Maple Ridge as far as company operations and things like that. Communication is key. Just keeping those channels open so that no matter what the platform is, they feel that they can come to us and know that we're still here to help, that we're still here to help their customers, you know, help our distributors and customers. Um, as quarantines have kind of stretched on, some people just want to chat about how their day's going and what, you know, what they're feeling with it. And we're still here to listen to that. We've really built up our relationships with our customers over the years. And I can't tell you the number of calls I get where it's just, how are you feeling? Everyone's staying safe, awesome. you know, just bouncing that off of them, you know, back and forth. And, you know, as we continue in with all of this and as it, all the events continue to unfold, it's just important to really, to continue to monitor our communities and to determine what content and tone remain appropriate. I want to tag on to what Molly is talking about and, and she's talking about our overall goal and, and keeping that relationship alive. While this is solely focused on social media, it is interesting we did so many outbound call efforts when COVID hit and you heard that businesses were closing down and people were getting furloughed and it was, it was disastrous and it was heartbreaking for our industry to see this happening to your friends. I mean, we are all friends amongst one another, suppliers and distributors. So when we started the outbound call efforts, we noticed that people, as Molly said, just wanted to talk. They just wanted someone to talk to. Nobody was going outside of their home. And while social media was amplifying, we also did the outbound call efforts and then they crossed paths, which made it that much stronger. So outbound calling tied together with follow-up on social media to really continue to build that relationship is something that, that we jumped on right away. It's totally. I yeah, I think that's the fabric that's really been kind of the bond that's keeping not only this industry together, but all industries is you know, continuing the relationships that you have with your clients, you know, making sure that they know that you still care, that you're there for them. And I think, you know, you could do that through, like you said, calling, but also through social media. Mm -hmm. And I love that you guys have like an integrated strategy, like social is not a channel that's out on its own. It also supports your outbound uh, calls as well as your sales strategy. It sounds like your customers are kind of like the center of your business. And it sounds like you guys have very um, uh, specific messaging for each platform. That being said, if you were maybe to boil it down to one adjective, how would you describe your brand voice for social? I like to say, or at least I hope it's inviting. inviting. I always hope that as a company and as individual key team members that our voice draws them in, not just our customers, but their customers alike. And I always hope that what we're putting out there leads them to say, you know, where can I get that? How can I work with them? Um, and just to let them know that we're always here to help. 
I love that. That's awesome. And that's I think that's great. the best way to be on social, right? You know, just to be an extension of your brand, you know, that nice passive but engaging touch point. My answer is very simple. It's one word. Molly covered all the hard parts. It's delicious. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And um, you guys certainly have some delicious stuff. I'm not going to lie. I've been to a few ASI shows and <laughs> one of the first booths I always go to, V4H <laughs> Farms. Everyone, and you guys have been to shows. Melissa's never been to a show. Everyone starts on the left side. Like they go into an ASI show and they all follow each other and they start on the left. And I go and I find Mabel Rich Farms because the, the hordes kind of just weave through the aisles until they've reached everyone. And you want to get to the supplier booth before the, the herd gets there. So I'm always like, I got to hit Maple Ridge Farms and get some of their goodies. Um, That's great to hear. Thank you, Vincent. Yeah. And yeah. I think it, not long ago, I think it was last year, uh, you guys sent us stuff over at ASI and it was just, and I'm not a big sweets kind of guy. I'm more savory and salty. But when your stuff comes, I'm just like, what do you guys got? I got to try it. So, Well, that's the um, great thing when you visit yeah. the booth early in the morning. We've got the sweet, the savory, the protein mix, the pepper cheeses, the bella batanos. Yeah. You get your protein punch in the morning, <laughs> and then you come back for something sweet later. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, you guys got some good stuff, I'll tell you. Thank I mean, you very much. Awesome. So um, speaking of social media platforms, I'd like to know, you know, which platform do you guys have the most engagement with, and how much do you attribute that to your uh, to your brand voice? I think currently, within you know the last however long you want to determine that period of time, I think you know most of our engagement consistently right now it's coming off of Instagram. Um, I think that's probably one of the the hottest platforms out there right now for a lot of companies. I think Instagram allows our brand voice, which is you know really collaborative and casual and fun, to really shine on that platform. And it helps really, you know, there's so many things on Instagram that can help drive that along, you know, between all the polls and there's such a level of interaction on there that you can't always see on a lot of other platforms. Um, With all those tools, you know, and the interaction in our industry specifically, I think the promo industry really shines on there because it's so visual and interactive. And we just love any chance that we have to really interact and collaborate with our industry friends. So I'd have to go Instagram. I would I would agree with Molly. Right now we're doing a, a grill off on Instagram for grilled cheese contest. Nice. So uh, we had a few people ask for extensions. So we extended it one more week. So it's uh, August 7th, I believe, right, Molly? That's yes. That's the deadline. So, this Friday. Yeah. yeah my you photo know, didn't turn out for my grilled cheese. What was so, that? My photo didn't turn out, and I have to grill another one. (laughs) Darn. You know, I want to tie together the idea of what you do and how you get to Instagram and then the level of engagement and collabing. So about 25% of our sales come from, like, do-it-yourself gifts. So if you don't see it, our customers build it, whether it's by price, budget, packaging, or design. And then within that 25%, it's also kidding where a distributor wants to bring in other suppliers' goods to us, and then we kit it together with our scrumptious food. So we started thinking, hey, let's collab with a few other trusted supplier friends. We brought in Brian from EMT to capture his photography skills, and then he did a photo shoot day here with all of the other supplier goods that were sent to us, and we did some great collab shots showing how to use these goods from 
picnic to health and wellness, hospitality, real estate. It was great fun, but we took them and we shared on social media, showing the promo world how, how suppliers really work together to brand the five senses. And when you do that, you deliver an epic gift. And what that taught us was to be even that much more engaged with that promo family and really get to know our supplier and distributors. And because of that collab, additionally, personally, I was encouraged to get on Instagram, which I was not prior to COVID. So, but that helped strengthen a lot of these relationships from these collabs that we were doing. I just, I really loved the development of something in real life moving into a social media setting. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned collabs. Um, mm -hmm. For the past year or so, I've been seeing a lot of collaboration, you know, in this industry, outside this industry. Do you think that's something new that's going to be trending in this industry? A lot more of that stuff? I, I do. I don't, I don't think it's new necessarily. I think that the industry maybe is finally getting there. So it's okay. out in retail and you see it with music and artists and right. shoes. Right. I mean, so yeah, I feel like in the mail every day, my teenagers are getting a new collab merch sure. drop <laughs> yep. with stickers and patches and all of the swag in the box. So I, I believe that we're trying to find a way to get in that space and remain relevant with the next buyer. Wow. And that's really important. Interesting. That's awesome. and so, that, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry about that. No, it's, um, I was just going to say, you kind of touched on it lightly in your last question, but how much do you think um, social media has driven customers to your business? It sounds like you guys are using it more for strengthening relationships, relationship building, customer service, but do you guys have like a direct tie to ROI through social? I don't know if we necessarily have a direct ROI, but I know we've seen a lot of new business from a variety of the platforms. You know, they co it comes in different forms, whether it's direct inquiries about specific products that they may have seen our distributors share or, you know, our team shares and a distributor comes back with questions that lead to an order. Um, or if it's just our distributor partners reaching out with ideas for a project or they want our feedback, they're really looking you know, for our team's insight, we have over 40 years on, in the gourmet gift business. So a lot of times a simple social media post can just throw that idea out there and like, oh yeah, I forgot about Maple Ridge. And they'll reach out to any member of our team, whether it be through our company social medias or directly. Um, I know I've had seen stuff come through on LinkedIn and on Twitter directly um, saying, you know what, this is a project I'm working on. Is there something that you guys, an idea that you have, do you think you could fit? Um, it's just a great way to keep our thumb kind of on the pulse of what our customers are looking for. Um, social media is a great way to learn about your customer, plain and simple. Mm. You can get an insight into what their lives and what they're just by watching how they're marketing themselves. It gives you an idea of what tools you can help them with to kind of join forces and partner up. So, you know, it's just a great way to connect with people and with our community and just get a better understanding of how we can help them to fulfill whatever needs they may have at the current time. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And to, to piggyback on that is the more, as Molly said, and the more we learn about our customers, the better you can market to them and service them and give them value. So what we're finding is they're needing the tools to market to their buyers via social. That's something that we were a lot on in the past year. 
it, so you talked about measuring ROI. We believe that uh, generating leads, so the promotional products professionals Facebook group generates the most leads and referrals by far. Uh, that is a great place where you see the promo fam love. You've got suppliers and distributors alike shouting out Maple Ridge, shouting out another supplier, and really giving kudos. Now, there's a lot of, there's some refresh that goes on there, but for the Definitely. most part, there is a lot of love, and we enjoy receiving the love, but we know how important it is to give back, so we're very appreciative for all of that. Common SKUs in other space, uh, they're extremely supportive and collaborative platform, so we try to acknowledge anyone that's reaching out and referring Maple Ridge and, and get them a taste of a taste of deliciousness for uh, as in place of our gratitude for giving us those referrals in those spaces. That's I 100% agree with that. I mean, social media is certainly huge, and and you mentioned uh, PPP. Uh, you know, Facebook is a platform that you know is certainly rife with a lot of controversy and problems. But when it comes to generating leads, and we've done podcasts on this before, I mean, there's no better platform, I think, you know, especially when you use Facebook groups like PPP to generating leads. I mean, when you have a group that has 10,000, maybe more yeah. suppliers and distributors in there, you know, talking about, you know, coming up with solutions to, you know, end buyer problems, it's like, you're going to get together and you're going to generate business. I mean, it's just, you know, that's just the nature of the way that works. Um, we have the ASI members exclusive group. We have... Well, so how many people do we have in there now? We have about uh, 1,600. So. 1,600. And we know people are in there doing business, um, you know, and it's, it's that type of, you know, forum type of platforms are always going to do well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Melissa and I, we, you know, we follow a lot of big brands as well as a lot of internal brands, uh, you know, but we, what we look at for the big brands is, we try to try to check out how these voices are working for the big, you know, big retailers, any type of big consumer brands. And we, and we always talk about like, could we possibly emulate some type of, of brand voice? Um, you know, because what works for some doesn't work for others. Do you guys look at any big brands that, that you try to emulate or that you admire um, and that you would even think about using for your social voice? I know I follow different brands on different platforms probably. Um, based on what they're putting out. But one of the big ones that as a company I know we really love is just the Wisconsin Cheese and Cheeselandia. And they do a phenomenal job about promoting, you know, Wisconsin cheese and overall just educating people on it. And, you know, we're from Wisconsin and we're all cheeseheads. So that's definitely a way that we like to go. But outside of our industry, which in itself has a lot of great, um, you know, platform use and social media out there on both sides, distributor and supplier. Outside of that, I like to follow companies that have really fun branding, that tell a story, or that can spark my own creativity. Those are the ones I'm drawn to. So companies like Oreo, they're super fun. Um, Discovery Channel's got a lot and Food Network. I like to see how they brand. I mean, that's just the, the foodie in me. I like seeing how they brand and throw images out there. It's really engaging. So those would be my top three. I typically follow other suppliers. So, and, and it's not that they just rock their feed, but look at their engagement level. So that's, there's a lot of suppliers. So. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Thank you. 
regarding people who are maybe looking for some tips, I know that they're going to get a lot from this podcast, but is there maybe um, some singular advice that you would give to people listening about implementing their brand voice and best practices they can maybe implement? For sure. I think the biggest one is just make sure that your brand voice matches your personality and the core values of your company. So whether you're speaking out for your company or speaking out as I would, as let's say a salesperson for Maple Ridge, Mm -hmm. it's just about making sure that things kind of match. When you meet one of the Maple Ridge team, you're going to find us to be friendly and fun and casual and collaborative. Um, So our brand voice makes sense if we follow that line. Mm -hmm. Um, If your brand voice or your voice on social media varies you know, a lot from your team. When you meet them, you're going to have that disconnect and there's nothing more off-putting than when you're at a show or you're in a meeting with a customer and you went into it thinking, okay, this is what I saw on social media. And this is kind of, you know, my interpretation of that company. And now it's way off. So if you're authentic with, you know, how you're communicating and you're open and honest and staying like that, it's going to just translate all the way through with so much more success. Great answer. Great Thank word. You. I loved the authentic word. I yes. my my answer is definitely not that great, but it's be consistent, be genuine, and stay interactive. And the challenge with being genuine is transparency is so important with being genuine. And many people are afraid to tell their stories, whether it's your personal brand while you co-brand Maple Ridge. In the last year, we really developed our social impact story and found that it has been so helpful for us. We had been doing this for 40 years. We had been giving back or giving good or donating time or goods and engaging with our community. And it's something we were always, we weren't sharing in story form. And once we wrote the story, it had really helped us find our voice out there and share with people like, Hey, we've been doing this forever. We just have a different way to share the story now. So genuine. Love it. I like it. Yes. Very good. All right. So we're going to end this. We always end our podcast on a, on a fun note. So kind of thought about a good question to ask you guys. So here's one that, you know, I'm curious about everybody. Um, you know, what do you guys miss most about, you know, being locked down and shut down in 2020? Like, is there anything that you're used to doing you can't do anymore? For me, I'll start concerts. I'm a big concert guy. I go to 15 to 20 concerts every summer. Can't go to concerts. It's killing me. I hear you. Are you, are you, do you get to see any live music anywhere? I mean, um, can you social distance? And you're the fifth person in seven days that has <laughs> said that answer. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Um, there's a band that I follow. I love the Avid Brothers, um, and they're like folk rock out of North Carolina. Um, they're actually doing something which is like a drive-in type of music thing. We were going to get tickets, but it would have required us to drive down there, and you know, you're far away anyway. So what's the point? I mean, I know there's music being played and there's socially distant music, but to me, it's there's something about being you know kind of cramped up there and close <laughs> to the stage and going crazy and I don't think we're going to get that back for a while probably for at least another year I have to agree concerts are a big one for me I had one next week scheduled that got canceled and I was just about ready to like 
I knew it was coming. Like you knew it was coming, but just kept holding out the hope. So, I mean, there's that and baseball. Baseball is a big one for me and my family. Like no baseball this year, no trip to Miller Park. That's kind of tough, but. Uh, Okay. So you're, you mean like being there at a baseball game? Right. Exactly. I mean, for in our family, there's like a countdown and everyone's got schedules and the whole first half of the season was gone and now it's still all up in the air. But, you know, aside from all that, it's the travel. It's the face-to-face, like all the travel for work, getting to meet our customers, getting to go to the shows, seeing our other supplier friends. You know, technology has really allowed us to stay functioning, but you really can't replace, you know, the partnership and the growth and the relationships that you get when you get to sit down face-to-face with family, with friends, you know, outside of customers even. You know, it's just, there's something that gets lost in technology as great as it is that totally. I yeah. can't wait for that to finally come back to a spot where we can travel again, both personally and as a company. Yeah. I'm right. I would it. agree with that, Molly. I, I realized how much I really enjoy talking to strangers in a safe way. Uh, I, I really enjoy hearing their story about who they are and how they became and Sometimes when you're scheduling appointments at 30 minutes a clip on Zoom calls and meetings and fitting things in, you lose the essence of those organic relationships or you're standing in a coffee line somewhere and realize that this person is going to the same event that you're in and you get to have a great conversation along the way. So I miss hearing stranger stories. I think that's what makes the world go around. Yeah. For me, I have to say it's like a combination of actually all of that. Just you guys talking about concerts, you know, being able to meet other professionals through conferences. Like I did Social Media Day Philadelphia last week, which was great, but it was all virtual. And it's just like, you know, again, getting to meet new people, learn about them. It's totally different in a virtual setting. But thank God we still have that though, right? You know? Yes. So, Melissa, it's interesting that you say that. I wonder what the next what the next ticket will be as far as, so you're taught when you go in public to meet someone, find something that you would have in common. Let's say Vincent has glasses on and I have glasses and Molly has glasses. And so we're all going to talk because I like their glasses. I have something to talk about. But when you're in a Zoom conference, I love looking at people's shoes. I can't connect with their <laughs> shoes. <laughs> so what, you know, what are they going to teach people how to connect in a Zoom conference, how to find your tribe? in a virtual world so that'll be yeah, interesting. It's frustrating you know it, it's not gonna be forever you know i think mm-hmm. back in march and april we all thought that this was going to be gone by 2021 you know unfortunately it's gonna hang around a bit but you know there will come a time when we're all together again and it's going to be that much more sweet because it's going to be a little longer than we initially thought but that first asi show that we get to go to and we all to hang out again it's going to be so much more sweeter and on that note i would like to thank you guys for your time today i mean i know you guys are really busy jody we talked last friday and you were like you guys were like you know so crazy (laughs) busy and and i really appreciate your time today um but you know for melissa i'm Vinny. we'll see you next time on the social angle thank you so much thank you thank you for having us thanks